I'm Dana Lloyd. Welcome to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast, where you will be inspired and empowered to connect more deeply with your authentic self as we explore topics of personal development, leadership, and spirituality. Your journey to your most authentic self starts right now. Wendy Batten is a successful entrepreneur who helps retailers worldwide reclaim their dreams, passions, and profits. At 50, she and her husband asked themselves, what do we truly want? Then they made a bold decision to shift their lives. She shares what that shift was and generously shares what she has learned about living life on her terms. This is an encouraging and inspiring conversation on having the courage to live boldly to live with clarity and confidence, and advice for pursuing your creative passions. Wendy Batten, welcome to Soul Sister Conversations. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's such such an honor and a pleasure. Yeah, well, I can't wait to dive into this conversation because we're going to be talking about reclaiming dreams and passions, and you know a thing or two about that, and I think it's always an important and interesting topic because I know a lot of people that want to get back in touch with who they are and and achieve some of the things that they have sort of longing, you know, within them or lurking around within them, and I think we can call you many things, as you say on your website, you're a coach, a mentor, a champion, a small business, and a natural encourager and a creative soul. And you love to help others find that focus in the right path and create a life by design, not default in their business. And so you help retailers in particular um, in their business and their life. But let's begin with your story. How did you get started in creative business? Like, what did your beginnings look like as a business owner? Well, so I have many backgrounds, like many people do as well. Yes. So thank you. I'm just, uh, it's always funny to hear your bio sort of by other people. Um, So we, so truthfully, I'm in my mid fifties. And so where we are now, obviously is not every, every, what do they call it? We evolve as we grow and our beginnings, um, you know, we've been self-employed. My husband and I had our own business for many years. Um, a service-based industry. I wasn't really involved in the books, that kind of thing, but I've also been corporate. We've done all the things, but my creative life or my creative business started when my 16-year-old told me I needed a hobby other than her. That's sort of where the transition of... (laughs) of our life started. I know, right? So insights of a 16-year-old. She meant it with love and, you know, but uh, we were uh, in the process at that time of DIYing our forever home, which now I've learned never to say forever. (laughs) So, you know, and we've been self-employed for a while. I've had other businesses. I owned a coffee shop. I've, you know, I'm a a dreamer and a doer, but truthfully, when passion or uh, inspired life is what I, you know, in creative life, changed for us was that pivotal moment. And again, I was like, what kind of hobby do I need other than her? What is she talking about? And as it turned out, I I started being asked a lot by friends and family about our renovations and our DIY. So my creative side, I found pretty easy and doing things like that. um, I just started blogging and I started a lifestyle blog, which very quickly turned into friends and family asking me, well, how do you paint? And then I started painting and creating. And I opened a studio. Fast, the fat story thin is I opened a studio just on a wing and a prayer, just sort of trying it out. Why not? <laughs> and took my hobby into a business and uh, started opening up my studio. My creative business started at that 
particular time. And what so was that, that business? Was the beginning. Yeah. So that is called Front Porch Mercantile, which uh, actually is in a new life form right now. I ended up franchising my business and it has since morphed and changed into a beautiful business in Moncton, New Brunswick now called The Paint at Pineapple. I don't own it. I had franchised it to my best friend who runs it. And I encourage anybody who wants to get into painting and creating and workshops to go visit Lisa at The Painted Pineapple. Mm-hmm. But we, we, you know, we were doing this forever house and painting and, you know, kind of living that life. And I, my teaching and uh, grow, I was teaching other people to, to be creative and to get confident about it. That was the passionate part of that business. Uh, we were growing, the business was growing crazy. Um, I was being asked by industry experts all over the place. Truthfully, it was amazing. Uh, conferences, all of those kind of things to kind of just come and speak about teaching creative workshops and getting people to come to your creative shops and how to do that. And I found it easy and I loved it and it was fun. And my husband was running his business and we were really, really busy. (laughs) So that Mm. was sort of the beginning of a big transition uh, in life for us. Yeah. Wow. And I'm curious, um, you jumped into this creative business and you got a lot of industry attention. What do you think was happening that people wanted, that you suddenly made yourself um, an expert, that people wanted to hear more of what you had to say about being in business, in particular, a creative one. So it's interesting when you look back, and I think a lot of people might be able to relate to this with, you know, within, when people start asking you questions, and I'm generous with my information, and I I loved it. I loved I uh, it was lighting me up to help other people see and see success. So I guess that might be, you know, for me, it was easy. And it didn't really seem weird that people were asking me and I was like, wow, somebody asked me like somebody asked me to like work for their company, like I was working for paint lines, and I was working for and I, I was so flattered to be asked, but I it was natural for me to be honest. But it's because I was enjoying helping others do cool things. That's <laughs> literally what people would say, what did you do? I was like, I help people do cool things. It's really get creative, get confident, um, and, and see success. I, I was doing it for me. Truthfully, I love it. <laughs> it made right. me happy to see other people happy and joyful and doing things. So I think, you know, I, I don't know the answer. I don't know why people, um, and I, and I think it goes back. Sometimes I do ask myself I'm being gener- generous with my knowledge and my support, um, mm. for other people. Well, I'll tell you, as you're saying, mm-hmm. what I hear is generous, authentic, and fun. You're doing, you know, you're, yeah. I think that's a big key, <laughs> you know, when something, it just comes easily or, you know, it's not always easy, but fun. The big piece of that, it, it lights you up that you exude this enthusiasm about what you do. And enthusiasm is contagious. I heard once that a a, a sale is a transfer of enthusiasm. <laughs> and I think, oh, you know, I, I think it's true. That. Yeah, I love that, Dan. I love that. That is so great. And I am enthusiastic. <laughs> I'm enthusiastic <laughs> about a lot of things, but that's the problem with a creative brain too, right? But, um, and actually that was a big problem. That was a big problem. Like truthfully, I'm making it sound like it was awesome and great. It was a, a great thing. Um, but, you know, orig- you know, you asked me, how did I become sort of a coach and how did that transition is because I had to make some really hard decisions on how, like you can't do it all. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I was enthusiastic about too many things. <laughs> I was like 
really loving my shop and loving my staff and loving my customers. And I was loving on people and my family was important to me at that, you know, like obviously. And, and there was just yeah. a lot of things, um, a lot of competing priorities, a lot of things happening at that time in my life. So, yeah. So there's big transitions that happened during that stage. Right. That's cool. I'm curious, what would you, uh, what advice or encouragement do you have for those who feel they are creative and would like to get involved in business? Because I think a lot of times creativity gets poo-pooed by the, the, our outer world. Like we think of starving artists or, um, you know, people who want to be actors or children who want to grow up to be musicians or, you know, any of that sort of creative piece that to be able to make money, to do what you love. Do you have any advice for people who want to use their passions for money? Absolutely. I think so. First of all, I think there's, you know, I think they're calling it the great resignation or whatever we're calling yes. it these days. But what I think it is, is the great like, what the heck am I doing? Why am I living this life like this? Right? Yeah. You know, why am I going to a job that's nine to five, which is actually what happened. And I, and I, and I will come back to that, uh, Dana, but what happened to us was, again, we were doing all these things that should have been fun. I was loving my work. My husband was really busy with his work. We were living in our forever home. Things were great, awesome, wonderful. But um, we were both living with our shoulders up to our ears. And <laughs> I know, you know, in a podcast, that's hard to picture, but I don't know if anybody can understand. But we were living literally like stressed out all the time doing all the yeah. things. So too much passion and too much creative and too much stuff can be hard too. again, back to enthusiasm, which I that's my new right. word now. I'm going to say it all the time. No, just kidding. But that's what I, you know, we were enthusiastic about life and everything. So when it came time to, we 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 did end up running away from home and we can chat about that in a minute but uh and running away from a lot of things so that we could follow our passion and do specifically what we wanted to do and um live a creative life so that kind of all of that like it took a lot of that stressful crazy time which again i see in a lot of other people as well too we had all the things we were doing what we were supposed to be doing we had the beautiful house we had the you know we had the two cars and the you know whatever we had all the things but we were not living authentically joyful even though i loved what i was doing and my husband you know we were successful in the eyes of whatever we were supposed to be successful in right. i hope i don't know if that's clear but yes. so to, so we we had to really do some deep um, questions and, and what we decide, what we realized was that we didn't want to live with these shoulders up and, you know, we're just doing things, too many things. So you can live a creative life by making some decisions on really getting clear on what do you love and what gives you joy and what, like, and I, that sounds hooky and woo woo and all the things, but no. what joy, what was giving us joy and what we realized was that we had bought a dodgy, gross, little, crazy little cottage in Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, which is a little tiny seaside village about three hours from where we were living. And we had, I, we used to vacation there with the kids and all of that. And we bought this little crazy, like really awful house. So like, <laughs> it's like really bad. We bought this little thing as someday forever home, maybe we'll retire there investment. We kept, you know, it was, we took everything we had to invest in it. And, you know, it was this crazy dream of renovating it. And we would work on it once in a while. Every time we were at that crazy little 
you know, no insulation, middle of winter kind of house. <laughs> we would go down there. We were happy. And we would go back to our, we would leave and we would be sad. Like we'd go down for a week. We'd find a week, we'd go down, we'd work on it. We'd create blog posts and do all kinds of things down there. Again, part of our creative life. And then we would go back to our beautiful home, which we loved and our beautiful life, which we loved. But we really felt joyful back at that little crazy little stupid cottage that wasn't, was super imperfect. Like, oh my gosh, like I look back and I'm like, what were we thinking sometimes? But, <laughs> and then, so then it was, you know, for, for us when I went in and, you know, your original question was, how do you, you know, get brave enough to follow, you know, your, your yeah. creative dream? What did we really truly want to do? And what I loved and was impassioned, was passionate about was being creative, um, DIYing, painting, that kind of thing, but also teaching was really in my teaching side of my people, my coaching. I like loved that so, so much. And I was doing a lot of that. And I had to start making decisions about what I was going to set down. So what lights you up? That's a creative thing. I love being creative with my clients. I love being creative. My husband is a photographer. He was, I literally think, if we had not made some decisions, like he would be like on all the meds, you know, and all the things like, you know, like, and you know, now yeah. we live this life of, so we made crazy decisions to be creative and to what being creative was to us was what do we, what really lights us up? It lights us up to be in that dodgy little cottage. It lights us up to be in this little fishing village. That's like population eight that I live in. Uh, it lights us up to inspire others and be creative. It lights us up to be, you know, uh, generous with our time and our energy. And honestly, that's where I think people, the questions people need to ask, like what lights you up? And you can make a living doing things. You don't have to live in that box with your shoulders up. Like if you're working a job, that's crappy. And we also decided we didn't want to wait till for till someday to live in our little dodgy cottage. <laughs> you know, yeah. what is retirement anyways, right? So, you know, so, yeah. so long story short, I know that was a long answer, but honestly, you really have to like start connecting the dots of what lights you up. And, you know, that's the, that's the gist. And what was lighting us up was not what we were doing, even mm -hmm. though it was all awesome and wonderful and great and good, but it was not at the same time. Mm. And it sounds like to make that shift, it takes a lot of courage to say, I'm going to walk away from this and start a new life. Was that scary or was it exciting? <laughs> Definitely scary. Yeah. So it is, you know, um, everybody thought we were crazy. Um, sure. We spent we spent years renovating a beautiful home that we loved, and I still actually wish I could have just plucked that house. In a way, I wish I could have plucked that house up, brought it here, but it was you know, we moved from a 42,000 square foot home with two garages and, you know, but all our kids were gone. And our daughter, our daughter, who originally told me I needed a hobby other than her was right. She moved to New Zealand. So at 19, oh, wow. so, so she wasn't even, you know, coming home to sleep, you know? So yeah, lots of changes happened um, uh, through that time, but uh, scary, absolutely positively not so scary. Um, we had lots of conversations we had um a not a process but we kept talking about it and you know and the first initial conversation and this is something i share with my clients a lot this is something i share with you know i'll share with your audience the first thing that i would ask myself you know when you think you're absolutely being nuts and scared and to death about things is you know well what does that look like if we do that like just let's just play this little silly game <laughs> what would it look like if we sold everything we owned and ran away from home at the age of 50 and started it <laughs> which is you're all thinking I'm crazy now right <laughs> so <laughs> I when I you are courageous when I say we sold everything 
we owned and moved here. I mean that truly. We This little house already that I'm living in now that I'm looking out at the ocean right now as I'm talking to you, this little house had like, has like, it's like, I think we're 900 square feet. We've since built a little tiny sunroom on the side, but like it, like it, we went from this massive, you know, we had six couches in our last house and a pool table, you know, all of the things wow. we had, a, you know, two acres in the backyard with lawn furniture and stuff. We had stuff yes, and stuff. stuff was weighing us down. So what did that look like? Well, if we had to sell everything, well, what does it look like for running my husband's business? Like, how could we do that from afar? And, you know, would we do that from afar? And what does that look like? And what does Wendy's business look like? And, you know, again, one of my friends, a very good friend of mine was interested in, you know, kind of taking over. There was lots of other, you know, lots of things happened, but was it scary? Absolutely. But the benefits on the other side, the, um, you have to, I, I think you have to give your mind p p um, permission to let go of things mm. mentally, physically, you know, everything. You know, once you think about the benefits on the other side, and that's what we had to keep doing. But I will be honest, when we sold our house, we sold it really quickly. And then we started like literally like selling off furniture. It was so weird. It's like this like life we had built and we had, you know, built for years. We've been married for 30 plus years, you know, all like we were literally selling art off the walls. Like it was weird, right? Like it was so weird because we were transitioning to this little house. We did keep, you know, a lot of things and downsizing is a really hard thing sometimes, but we kept asking ourselves, what does that look like on the other side? And what could this look like? And did I have all the answers? No, <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. And lots of things have transpired since then. But creativity, you know, creatively wise and um, work wise, again, how can we make a living on the other side? What does that look like? Well, we can, you know, at the end of the day, I can always go work for somebody else. That's my sort of fallback, right? Yes. This whole coaching right. business, if a <laughs> pandemic hits and you are a retail coach, for example, and all of a sudden you think, oh, what is going to happen? So this this all happened uh, on my 50th uh, not not on purpose, but it happened to be the year I turned 50. We uh, we literally moved here. We had owned the house for the little cottage for years. We took about a year to transition here, uh, meaning, you know, putting all the pieces together. We moved in 2017 here permanently. We got into the house here the day our moving truck came and like we were like the final move and we sat on the thing and we thought, what have we done? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> we really, you know, there's so to be to make it sound like it was all light and easy. It wasn't. It was heavy and hard. A lot of times we had a dinner um, literally on the night before our house was supposed to close. We sat in a restaurant and my husband said, if we sell, if we sign the papers tomorrow, we're, we're, this is it. And, you know, we right up literally to that point, we were, is this what we want to do? And you know what, I think you just have to be brave and follow your dreams and it, you know, not easy, but you know, we didn't do it. Um, we didn't do it with the full plan in place. We did it with lots of ideas and some plans in place. You know? <laughs> so, sure. so I don't think you have to see the whole, what is that saying? You don't have to see the whole sta staircase, but you do, you know, you have to just see Take the first step. Yeah. Right. So and true. I do think it's, you have to understand like, what do you really want from your life? And why are we waiting for this magical word of retirement? Why are we waiting to seek joy? Why are we not seeking joy now? That's, mm -hmm. you know, really why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? It, right? It's a so, great question. Yeah. It's a great question. And I think the pandemic has given a lot of people uh, room to explore that. You know, I do hear a little bit more of, 
you know, it made people think about their stuff. It made them think about all the time they spend in a car commuting. It made them think about who they spend their time with. I've heard discussions around that. So I'll be curious to see how people emerge from this ultimately. You know, will there be a lot more brave and courageous souls who said, I'm going to do the thing that has been on my mind? Yeah. I believe we can make a living nowadays the technology is yes. amazing i mean i'm i'm coaching retailers all over the world like i have clients literally all over the world and i'm coaching retailers you know from a fishing village <laughs> I, 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 I am in a fishing village and like like which is weird right like it's like who who would have like you know, like we just have the technologies there. My husband is able to, he's a photographer and we're expanding on that. We've just, um, we've just relaunched. We're just relaunching. Um, hopefully when this, when this goes live, it's actually live. It's hopefully this week we're relaunching. We have a lifestyle blog, the one that I originally started with that oh, we've wow. kind of just let sit there. Um, because to be honest, Dana, it's because we've had so many people say like, how did you do that? And what are you doing? And how are you making a living? And again, it's, you know, uh, back to, I, back, we're going back to DIYing, we're renovating, you know, we're still working on this, I think for, for this forever renovation is what we're calling it now, this little dodgy cottage that we live in. But, you know, people are curious. So we are going back to, uh, and again, John's photography and just some different things, but we can make a life like doing lots of things. You don't have to, there's no, um, there's no rule for creativity. There's no rule for creative life. There's no rules. It's like messy and it can be anything you want it to be. It's kind of fun and exciting. I was going to say that's like, the fun yeah, part. <laughs> yeah. The hardest part for us is corralling our ideas. I will be yeah. honest with you. So corralling the, you know, the, the creative ideas, but you know, we have a, you know, we have a, you, you kind of know whatever, but we live a lot, um, a lot more simple, like more simple life, but that doesn't mean we live like, I don't know, like we love to travel <clears throat> again. <laughs> we're not traveling much right now. But, you know, part of this, what does it look like question that we were asking ourselves, you know, it gave us the freedom. Like, why are we, why are we feeling that we have to stay in this box of nine to five commuting, working for the man? You know, we, we have medical, we have a paycheck, we have, you know, <laughs> we have income, we, you know, there's, it's possible. It's all possible. Uh, and you, you need to start thinking about imagining the possibilities for you. And what does that look like for you? what lights you up so for me i love teaching coaching um doing being inspiring all of those things i love you know uh, i love being generous and enthusiastic about life and everything and my husband he loves you know outdoors and nature and photography and you know we've just mired those and decided what we wanted our life to look like versus mm. being boxed into this what it should look like because i hate the word should so but, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And so now that you're at this place where you, you can coach people all over the world mm -hmm. and you are enthusiastic, you are generous and you're even generous on your website for people who do this online life. I mean, you share all the tools that you use. I mean, I was even checked. I came upon, I'm like, look at, she's telling like all the goods that she used. Like, how awesome is that? Because, um, you know, it's, it's hard to navigate this world sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's nice when you have mentors and people like you who are already on the path who are saying, Hey, there, there are, there's another way to do that. So you work in particular with, uh, retailers or coaching retailers around the world. So how do you help people reclaim their dream, passion and profits? Are you helping the retailers do that? Or are you an encourager of anybody to do that? And just how do you do that? What is your messaging around that? 
I mean, obviously you spoke to it to some degree already, but. So, yeah. So what, like specifically with my coaching and I work with small independent retailers who were just like me, who opened a passion-based business, which, you know, I love seeing, but don't maybe have the uh, skills and knowledge on the back end, which I didn't have. And I had to teach myself and I'm a forever learner. So I, and then, and Dana, I'm sure, you know, like, you know, working online and working, whatever, there's always things to learn and Mm -hmm. passion can only get us so far. So I feel like education, we always have to learn. I'm always learning. I have coaches and I have, you know, I I'm learning, as I said. So my biggest, um, my biggest goal for what I do and how I, my messaging, I guess, is that I want to help retailers understand how to run a really profitable, passionate business. So most of my small independent business owners are really the, like drive and passion are not the problem, but they had this beautiful dream of opening a shop or opening a business, a self, you know, being self-employed. And then they, they've got all the things going, but they can't grow it or they're really tired in it. Like, which is actually where John and I were with both of our businesses, you know, just being in it busy. Um, So I help them sort of with the growth stage and understand the numbers and all the things I didn't know and putting strategy in place and all of that. But so that, but, and so that they can live, um, you know, that passionate life that they want, they want to be able to do the things that they love to do in their shops and their business and also um, make an income at it. Like do, you know, it's, you know, it's a thriving business. And I am, you know, uh, over the moon thrilled to, to, to share that, you know, even during this really crazy pandemic time. And of course, my panic that happened, <laughs> like, oh, we sold everything we owned, ran away from home. And now I'm going to lose my business because of a pandemic. But anyway, that did not happen. The opposite actually happened. I am thrilled to say that, you know, we, we worked really hard with so many retailers. And some of them, I know we hear a lot of horrible stories. And there are a lot of horrible stories during this whole crappy pandemic time. But there's been a lot of really amazing, successful things happen for retailers as well, too, for local. I work, again, with a lot of local handmade creative type businesses. So that's been a joy. And that's actually what's happened with um, going into this, uh, going back to our blogging business, which which is Front Porch Mercantile. We've switched it up. We call it frontporchlifestyle.com. But we are going to be doing, we're going to be sharing that I'll be coaching on that side as well too. And uh, we're going to be doing creative retreats here. I know you don't know any of this and I feel like I'm throwing you under the bus because it just, (laughs) I'm, I'm taking notes. (laughs) So, yeah. So we have been asked, you know, how to like, we're going to do creative retreats more about lifestyle creative, you know, being, wow. Uh, and again, yeah, well, I just, we keep getting asked. So we're going to revamp our, our DIY side and John's photography over on that website at front porch lifestyle. And, um, but that's just, you know, we're just going to try it out. That's like, you know, what does that look like? Well, this is what it looks like right now. This is, you know, but we do yeah. get asked a lot to just, ho- we've hosted retreats here, business retreats here. I have done that many times um, for my business, but now we're just going to expand them. We've done um, creative workshops before. So they'll just include more like photography and stuff as well, too. I don't know actually exactly what they look like because can't plan anything right now. We're in the situation right. that we are right now. But uh, we're, we're just growing that up because we're being asked so much, again, by people that are, you know, seeing or wanting and seeking something different. I think, you know, we want to, we, yeah. they want to, I think people just want to live a little more fulfilled life. It's not yeah. all and, and you know, life is not joy and sunshine 24 7 it's hard work when you're running your own business sure. but the, the a lot of administration the, there's a lot oh, of yeah. all this stuff that bogs you down right versus all, there's the all that, 
all that business stuff, right? Yeah, yeah all, that. all that biz, all that business stuff, which is what I teach again sometimes. But really, um, I also think, I, I, and I really want to, I want to tell people like everybody thought we were crazy, like when we started on this path of of different or doing different and not being in that box. And what do you mean you're selling your? I mean, when I say everybody, I'm talking family, friends, like you know, and we had to leave all those people behind or not had to leave them behind. But when we moved here, we were leaving our, 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 like a lot of things. We weren't just leaving our, we weren't just leaving stuff. Like we came here, we didn't know anybody, <laughs> like, you know, so yeah. being creative also, I think you need to be open to like new possibilities and what does that look like and being okay with doing things differently. And again, whether it's being creative in coaching and how we're trying to build a business around that or being creative in, you know, launching your podcast and just telling the world things or, you know, sharing your passion or whether it's being creative artistically. Um, I think people think creative means just art or whatever, like, and mm -hmm. that, you know, there's makers, there's beautiful, but what lights you up? What lights you up? Like what, like that's creative to me, like do what's passion filled and gives you joy and lights you up. Um, you know, Absolutely. I'm seeing all kinds of amazing, amazing, amazing things happen. I'm seeing people, I'm just seeing tons of just people just taking, doing it scared, do it scared, like do it scared, do it it's scared. scary, but have a bit of a plan, have a little bit of plan, ask yourself, what could that look a, like? A small you know, outline. Like? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, I think we need to have a little bit of like next step, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't advocate for reckless. I mean, I'm a, mm. uh, you know, I don't, but I do advocate for reclaiming your life, like, you know, back to reclaiming your passion and your, you know, prop making profits do with your passion. And it's totally doable. It's totally possible. You can have a fulfilled life at every stage and fulfillment, just for the record, I was super fulfilled at, you know, when I was raising my kids, you know, there's different stages of sure. fulfillment of, of life and, and living a creative life doesn't mean this is what we do. And honestly, we could have a conversation 10 years from now. And I'll be like, Oh, yeah, like now we're doing this, like, you know, here, we've sure. moved to New Zealand, I don't know. But you know, you evolve. We do, right? So we evolve. And, and that's what we're supposed to do. I don't think that and I, it's not, it is for some people, it's, it wasn't for me. And again, it might, you might be totally happy in your like nine to five life and self-employed life is not for everybody either. Right. So, hmm. you know, so maybe your side, your passion is a side hustle. You know, if you don't, you know, we don't have to, you don't have to sell everything your own and run away from home like we did to yeah. follow your dream. But if that's what you want to do, go for it. I don't go know. For it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, and I it doesn't it. have to be perfect by the way. I think a lot of people think they have to have this perfect I'm, I'm more about imperfect. Life is imperfect. I live in a yes crooked house with furniture propped up underneath <laughs> and like, no, it, it's true. And that, it's you know, a and great metaphor. <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. It does not have to be perfect. And, yeah. and it is a, also a gift. And I, I want to just shout this out to those of you who think that you can't make a living, um, sharing your passion. I think like, it is a gift to share your passion. Like I struggled, like everybody does. I'm sure, you know, everybody listening has struggled with, um, who am I to tell people how to run their business? Who am I to, you know, my husband has struggled with like, nobody wants to buy my art, like my photography, like who am I to call myself a photographer? Right. You know, you have to, you have to have confidence. And I think it's a gift to share what you know. There's always somebody that, you know, is interested in your gifts. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a shame if you don't share your gift and it's a privilege to be able to share your gifts. Yeah. And if it's art or information or whatever you do, <laughs> you know, whatever it is that you do, I think it's a gift. Yeah.
I think that's a great message. One of the things that stood out to me on your website, you talk about your mission with shop owners and you have several different missions, but I thought some of them were more universal. I thought I would love for you to speak to that because you said, even though retail can be hard and you could substitute retail for just about anything, really, <laughs> you know, what, you know, you, you basically say, you know, even though it's hard, you are capable. Why is this simple encouragement important for people to hear? I think confidence in everything. I mean, I get maybe confidence is overused, but we are capable of doing anything at our level. It, like, like I, I, I really don't, you know, I don't think that, um, and that's why I suggest surrounding yourself with people. That is something that I am a big believer in, whether it's listening to podcasts, reading books, getting in groups, finding your tribe of people that you can actually hang around with, you're allowed in the bubble, whatever, you know, but like whatever it is that you need to do, surrounding yourself with good people that help lift you up and help you rise, that is going to help you feel more capable. And you know what, nobody starts, this is, you know, and this is, I think, even from when I was teaching um, paint workshops, and, you know, uh, teaching DIY stuff on my blog, you know, and my, my, my crazy old blog with, you know, I used to take just old pictures and put them up and I'd be like, you are capable of learning everything, like, you know, you're whatever we want to do. But you have to be confident to take that step that first step and then be bad at something. <laughs> you have to be bad at it too, by the way, you know, it's okay. Yeah. And again, back to this imperfect. And I think, um, you know, whether it's business and I, I have so many retailers that say, you know, well, I'm just not good at business. I'm just not, you know, I'm not good at the numbers. I'm not good at, you know, well, I, I can, I can make a shop pretty, but I'm not good at, you know, customer service or I hate talking to people or whatever. I always say, add the word yet to the end of that. You're just not capable mm. yet. You're just not confident yet. You are capable. You're just not confident. If we add the word yet to the end of, end of anything, and then you just take one thing at a time, whether it's learning to watercolor, which I am, side note, I am trying to learn right now. It is awful. I'm terrible. I'm not capable. Those are the words I could be telling myself. Yet. You know what? <laughs> I, right. I'm imperfect at it right now. I may never be an artist, watercolor artist, but I'm trying and I'm having fun. And again, that goes back to that. So if you're really forcing something, you know, but if you're not good at your numbers yet, you are capable. You're just not, you're not, you just have to practice, practice for everything, right? Um, nobody, I, I used to have people come to my paint workshops and they would say, you know, oh, well, you know, they wouldn't want to share their paint pictures with me. Like when they'd go home, I'd say, okay, like send me a picture of how, you know, your furniture, when you paint your furniture or whatever you do. And they wouldn't, and I couldn't figure out why. And it was because they weren't, they didn't feel capable and good enough and all of those things. And, you know, that's a, that's a shame, right? So that's a shame. Yep. I have business coaching clients who don't want to share their numbers with me. And I can help them, but they don't want to share the numbers or they don't want me to see the, the hot mess. You know, nobody wants us to see yeah. the hot mess. But you know what? We can't get past the hot mess if we don't trust ourselves that we are capable of getting better or doing things or just trying them. Like I'm trying my watercolors. I'm capable of trying. I'm capable of making a hot mess of my watercolors. And, yeah. you know, we'll only get better. So I guess it comes, you know, being confident enough in yourself and in the thing that you love to just keep keep at it. it like whatever like what is what's on the other side of that you know what does that look like on the other side of that if I get really good at watercoloring or if I get really good at my numbers what's the bonus on the other end so you are capable and co that comes from being creative too about how you do that so it's surrounding yourself with people and yeah and input. I think yeah. like you said it's that encouragement surrounding yourself with people but being your own encourager too because you really have to kind of manage that little mind that's that's racing and saying the things that you're not capable or ready or worthy like you said who am i to be da, da, da. i think everybody goes through that 
I honestly don't ourselves. think I've ever met anybody who hasn't had that. You know, that, running, I mm-hmm. the, that running soundtrack, um, the running soundtrack. So, you know, I'm a big believer and I don't know, um, I, I, again, don't want to throw you under the bus, but there's a book called Soundtrack by John Acuff. And um, I've had the privilege of listening to him, to John uh, speak a few times. And it's literally about the soundtrack that runs around in your head. And I was like, amen. I love it. He's written many books. They're all awesome. But I love the book Soundtrack because we all have this soundtrack in our head about, you know, I can't write a book. So I have a friend, a, a friend who's writing a book. She's getting really creative. Her, like, she's like, she's like, who am I to write a book? Like she, you know, she's not a celebrity or a thing or whatever. And I'm like, just write the book, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? She's capable. And so she's just writing the book. The soundtrack she's running in her head every day is I'm just going to write the book. If no one reads it, I'm still writing the book. You know, it's like, exactly. You know, it's, do the watercolor, start the business, think about running away from home and you know all of those things, you know, just, just what's the soundtrack that's in your head that's holding you back from that. Mm. And I think we're all capable and we just have to build our confidence up. And if we can't do it, we need to surround ourselves with people who will help us too. And get away from the people who are squashing those confidence things. Just mm-hmm. saying, that's a whole other conversation. right? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that you've had those, but there are people, again, if we had listened to all our friends and we did listen to our friends, for, you know, we did take their information and their concerns or their comments, you know, when we were making all our decisions, um, you know, thank you for your information. Um, you know, we listened to our kids, our kids thought we were like, wild and weird but you know and then in the, in the same breath they thought it was awesome and good so um so we have a daughter in New Zealand our son is married and lives in uh, New Brunswick but you know we listened to them we thought about all the concerns but if we had listened and just had all the poopooers around us saying we were crazy and whatever we may not if we listened to other people right that confidence would have yeah. gone so we were capable of making decisions ourselves by you know just being confident in our decisions and you know what we're also going to make bad decisions so you know sure. we, we can be capable in things and we can be confident in it and still bad at things <laughs> You know, mm. but it's okay. We'll just get through. We'll just keep figuring it out. What's the next step? What's that next step on that ladder? Yeah. 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 I've heard a quote. I don't know if it's from John Gordon or I've, I've heard it over the years. You know, you need to have more faith than everyone else's doubt combined. So it's this, you really need to know for yourself what it is that you want. You might, you're right. You might take a shot and it doesn't work out, but at least then you won't be left wondering, you know, what if. Yeah. I, that's, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful quote. I've never heard that one, but it's true. Yeah, it's a great quote. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. yeah. One of the things that you promote with your retailers is that uh, you can have a profitable, bi- a profitable business and a thriving life. It's not an either or like you had began, began to experience like being bogged down in all the details. You know, when did you finally get this lesson and how do you communicate that to other entrepreneurs? Like, you recognize, okay, we actually can do this thing and we can have it. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure you must have this recognition now that you're in beautiful Lunenburg looking at the ocean as we talk. I think it's being really clear on your priorities. Hmm. And what I mean by priorities is um, for, for us, you know, what do we value? Like, what did we want from life? You know, we want it to be able to travel and we want it to be able to, and, and so having a plan about our around our priorities being super clear about our priorities and i think we did a um heart to heart we all get in okay we all get in a rut of winging it i think Mm. (laughs) i don't know i see it a lot i felt like we were doing it or what we should be doing again back to that should thing you know we were doing all the things 
But then all of a sudden, you know, we had an honest conversation. My husband and I had an honest conversation um, about how, like, how did we really want to live our life? So we've done an exercise for the last few years as a couple. And again, my husband rolled his eyes at this stuff. He's not, he's not like, he's not like, um, I don't know. And he's not like a journaler and stuff like, you know, like it's just whatever. So, uh, you know, he's a great guy. <laughs> it's all good. But, but when I first suggested this to him, this was long before we moved. Um, and I do this a lot with my clients. I actually do it. I have a, a, a coaching membership group with my retailers and inside my inner circle, we, we do this exercise regularly and I teach this in other places and, um, have done retreats on it when we could do retreats. But anyhow, we do an exercise, um, called, um, the wheel of life. And I'm, Dana, I don't know if you've talked about that. And it's a a silly, like, it seems silly, like it seems kind of crazy, but it has been a game changer. It was a game changer for us in that the, it opened the conversation. It's been a game changer for family members that I have that have done it. You know what I mean? Like not even business people just having, I don't think we sit down and talk about what we want and where we are enough yeah. Um, so for us, that was a conversation. And again, that's something again, back, you know, like what, like I, like, where are you in your wheel? You know, the wheel of life for, for those who don't know the wheel of life, it's just basically a pie chart of where you are and, you know, yeah. like in your health, different areas you of your life. Yeah. Right. So how are you feeling on a scale of one to 10, you know, of, of your, your, your health and your marriage and your money and, you know, and so truthfully and, I haven't shared that. I, I don't know. This is maybe too much information. I don't know. But, you know, we had never actually sat down and talked about, you know, the the debt we had or, you know, where we were spending our money or um, what we wanted to do this year for vacation or where we wanted to invest our time. It was just all happening at us, to us. Like we were just mm-hmm. in the thing. Right. So I was running my creative business. I was really happy. It was really good. Everything was fine. It was all fine. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> it was really good. My husband was, run- my husband was running his business. Everything was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. You know, like we would, you know, we had, you know, okay, we get invited places, we go things, we do this, we go to eat, we do this, but we weren't being intentional about all of it um, until we decided to be intentional about it. And again, it started happening every time we would come down, Even like truthfully, even when we bought this cottage, we just bought it like kind of, you know, we didn't really figure it. We didn't really know what we were going to do. We weren't, we we're, we're not rich people. We just, you know, decided we wanted to invest in something. We got a really good deal. We bought this crazy little cottage and you know, and then it was like, how are we going to renovate it? How are we going to live in it? What is this plan for this? So we Airbnb did it. You know, we, when we started getting intentional and an intention is, um, and uh, about being clear on our priorities mm-hmm. is when we started being able to make different decisions. And that would be my biggest, my biggest thing about that is that you have to be intentional about your priorities. And when you're clear about that, you can make those decisions. So mm, I love that. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. And what role does creativity play in the success of a business in general, whether it is um, a creative business or not? I mean, you talk about your, your success will require strategic thinking and creativity, but like you said, creativity isn't just woodworkers and painters. It's, it's the different ways that we can be creative in our, our own businesses. So I'm just curious what role that plays in business in general from your perspective. I don't think that and whether you call yourself a creative or not i want you to take that soundtrack out of your head mm-hmm. um because we're all creative every day we're creative in how we feed our kids if we want to give them mushy peas versus you know like we're just like we have to be creative so we ha- have um 
I think that we can't do it. We have to do it differently. Is that, does that make sense? We yes. can't just do the same thing as everybody else. So it's okay to be different. It, it's important to be different. And I think that's different is creative, right? So, you know, right. everybody, so maybe that, I don't know if that's, if that answers your question, but um, oh, yeah. we don't have to do it as everybody else is doing it. It's oh, like, again, um, the different ways that we can, um, run a, like, I don't know, like you said, if you're a soap maker or if you're not a soap, like if you're a business consultant, how are you doing it different? I did everything wrong. <laughs> like I did everything wrong. Like that. So I was doing it differently. And then honestly, so I, I was just doing it my way. I was just being create like creative in that, uh, in that, you know, Oh, I think people would like this. So I'm going to start doing that. I was just thinking about my people. I was thinking about how I wanted to serve. I was thinking about, mm -hmm. and again, whether it's making soap or serving customers or, you know, doing there's, you know, some foundational rules we need in life <laughs> for running businesses There's sure. rules and stuff. But, um, I think doing things differently. Um, I encourage my retailers all the time. To, there's some foundational things that we need to do. You know, we need to know our numbers and we need to have, uh, you know, cost of goods and we have, you know, we need to have inventory. Our customers want to buy. Like, there's some foundational things, but you know, the days of everybody doing things the same and the same and the same, this is where we get different. And when you're different, mm -hmm. you attract different people. And you attract the right people, whether again, whether it's, you know, coaching or whether it's running, um, you know, running a retreat. <laughs> again, I did everything. I've done everything wrong. I, I was on a stage once and it was only when I was on the stage and I did not understand why I was even invited to be on that stage. Truthfully, this is an honest to goodness truth. Um, you know, that was this little furniture painter in uh, New Brunswick <laughs> in this little in this little town and I wasn't even in like a city I would like my painting studio was like in the boonies right and then I you know this stuff all happened to me and I'm sitting on a stage in front of 800 people and I was freaking out like and I was like why did this guy invite me to stay like it was a coach I had um Stu McLaren and uh his course was tribe I'm and familiar. I yes oh I feel yeah so so yeah so I like so Stu invites me on stage and Stu's like you're amazing winning is like and I'm like there's 800 people here why am I on the stage like I really honestly and I you know and I said that to him I'm like Stu I don't know what I did wrong what I did and he's like you just did it so differently you didn't have a big audience you live in the middle of nowhere you didn't follow any of the marketing rules and look at your success <laughs> and I was like yeah I didn't know there was supposed to follow the and I literally on that stage there's a picture that <laughs> friend took of me and she's like you're kind of like looking up at the sky like there's a picture of me looking up at the sky like and you know Stu kept like he sent a film team here he, a film team no that's not what you call them a video team here crew? <laughs> a crew thank you a film crew to my fishing village to document what John and I were doing and I was like what is going on <laughs> I really like I was flattered but I was like I know like I'm I'm in awe of all these other people that I'm connecting with in this world with you Stu why are you asking me to go on yeah I just like totally didn't get it and he he finally he said you don't understand you did things different you got so creative and how you did it <laughs> I'm like it kind of came natural because I just did it <laughs> so I guess my answer to this whole getting creative is it's okay not to follow a checklist and yeah. actually it's better not to and you know get 
get different, um, you know, be different, be, um, be unique, do what feels good and works for you. Again, using some foundational things, you know, I mean, I've had to to implement some foundational things, you know, from what I've learned, you know, in the online world and stuff, but I'm not doing it the same way that my, and don't let that be in your head either. So I like look at some of, you know, what, I guess what I would call my competitors, we all have competitors, but, you know, and I was like, Oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. And I should do that. But you know what, do what feels good. So that's what being creative in business means to me. It's again, my clients, I have clients who just do cool, different things. And it works like it's, you know, it's them, it makes sense. So don't be afraid Mm -hmm. to be different. And that's, I guess, my biggest advice on being creative in your business. Um, And it works. I love it. It sounds like you've just started a, a advertising campaign called, you know, used to have got milk. It's like get different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get well, different. So it's so funny because I actually recorded a podcast on and I called it that. And then the next oh, day I realized that, well, I started, I recorded it, but I didn't actually launch it because um, uh, there's a book. My, is it Mike McCallowicz has a book out called Get Different, Be Different. I don't know that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm thinking it's my it dish. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> Great yeah. message, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. One of my favorite. I roll authors, with it. I can't remember now if that's his book. But anyway, yeah, I know it. But I, yeah, it is Get Different. And it's Mike Michalowicz. And it's, um, and it was just funny. It was literally the week he was launching his book. But anyway, so it was just funny. So I guess I was ahead of, I guess I was behind and ahead at the same time. That's but so is, interesting. But creativity, and, and again, being confident in, in what you're doing, again, whether it's painting furniture and sharing what you're doing with people is also key. Um, sharing, sharing, sharing. I told you earlier, like people didn't want to share with me because I was the perceived expert painter or I'm the expert coach or whatever I am. Um, they didn't want to share with me, but I realized they would share amongst themselves. So find people that right. are, are doing what you're doing and get them to encourage you, but also don't be afraid to share with mentors and coaches. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. Right. Um, and, <laughs> so I have so it's funny I have this thing I say a lot and I'm laughing because I know that you have a program called this I tell a lot of people to get out of their own way <laughs> and I laugh because I know you have a program called get out of your own way anyway I just I say that like sometimes we just have to get out of our own way I have my no husband <laughs> just had to get out of his own way about this you know sitting down with me and doing this inte- and it has been life-changing we have done some amazing things because we started this you know being different and none Getting of our out of your own way. Well, and yeah. none of our friends were doing these things, right? And none of our friends were so right. people call us creative all the time, but I don't know, maybe we're maybe we're also being brave and being different and doing things our own way. Yeah, I think so, so. And we're getting out of our own way because we we want to live a fulfilled life. That's the goal, right? We want to be intentional about living that life too. So mm. I'm curious, we mentioned the word confidence quite a bit and because there is a lot of power in it. What does confidence mean to you when someone is confident or you can speak for yourself when you are confident, who are you being, what was happening? That's such a great question. Um, You know, I, being confident is not the same. I think a lot of people confuse confidence with knowledge or bragging or whatever. Being confident that I'm doing the right thing at the right time and doing it scared (laughs) and getting out of my own way. I, so I don't know. I don't actually, I, so being confident just means knowing that I can, um, in the things that I'm working on and I'm confident in the abilities that I have right now. And it does not have to be perfect. I keep saying that it doesn't have to be perfect, but I, you know, um, showing up 
is being confident. Like confidence comes from encouragement and confidence comes from learning and confidence comes from knowing that your best intention is there too. So there's a lot of different things about being confident. But when I coach and when I tell people, you know, you have to understand your numbers before, you know, the numbers are the number one thing. And we all hate that because we're mostly creative, passionate people that <laughs> I work with. So the numbers are not a natural thing. So knowing that you're working towards something uh, and being confident that you're doing, again, the right thing towards that. And if it's one thing a day, just being confident and showing up and again, not not worrying about perfect, but being confident. So mm. I, hope that, I hope that helps. Hope that was a yeah. decent answer. I don't know. <laughs> Great answer. Yeah. Great answer. What have you learned about leadership? Uh, leadership. So I, I've always, I, I'm going to be honest, I struggle with that word. <laughs> mm -hmm. And even uh, like leadership, I, and I struggle with that word because a lot of people confuse leadership with being the boss or mm. whatever. Um, and I realized I had a coach last year tell me, um, it was so funny, you know, these aha moments you have you you have like it's like oh yeah okay that makes sense you know um i have been a leader all my life i did not realize it because i never identified it as being a leader but just in roles i've had in businesses i was like head girl guide you know all of those things right i go yeah. way back to being a leader and you know the the anyway just there's lots of things uh you know the just when you go back and you look at your history so leadership I think for me, it means encouraging and driving people um, to grow and doing it organically. And, I, and that sounds like a canned rehearsed answer. And it kind of is because I realized I've been thinking about like, what do I do? Like, what is leadership to me? And I like to encourage people. I like to inspire them versus pushing them. Like, I, I really think mm -hmm. every, we all are, I don't know that. Um, and again, being generous, I think leader being a leader is being generous with people. Um, it's okay to be different. I always say that when it, you know, when I'm talking about leadership, but, you know, really um, sharing my gifts and helping people to keep growing and me keeping uh, as a leader, as, as, as in a leadership role, whether it's leading your family for me. And again, I know that you, this is your, this is your bucket, but um, for me, I think it's like, whether I'm leading my family, whether I'm leading, you know, my retailers, whether I'm leading a paint class, um, for me, I think it, it is inspiring and helping people and helping people get to that, whatever that next level is like, there's no, you know, there's no end. It's just like inspiring them with, to drive their growth and to do it at their own pace and organic pace that feels good. It has to feel good. So hmm. obviously it feels like you're on your path in life and things can still change. You can still evolve, but what are signs that you are on your path in life? I don't have my shoulders up around my ears anymore. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that we don't have hard days and, you know, things aren't crazy and my plate's not spinning and you know, all the things. Right. But I, I feel good at the end of the day, um, which I don't know, maybe that's too simplistic, simplistic. Um, I have, um, I think just knowing, you know, not that we're not scared and I don't know, you know, again, <laughs> This pandemic has caused like massive changes in everybody's, you know, evolvement and of where they are. But um, I feel that at the end of the day, if I feel fulfilled and it's one day at a time, right? So, and 
also the people around me. So that also means my husband, right? So, I mean, we're just, we're empty nesters. So as long as we feel fulfilled and, you know, um, and good about what we're doing and I feel good at the, like I'm sleeping at night, that, <laughs> that might be super simplistic, but I sleep at night um, really well versus before when I was spinning. And, you know, so I, I feel like that is a really good sign that we're doing the right thing and we're on the right way. Again, there's all kinds of dodgeballs and things happening and nothing, you know, life is not perfect. And we have mice in our walls and, you know, bad days too, right? There's not that there's not bad days, but, but knowing that, um, knowing my shoulders aren't up around my ears all the time is really different. And again, that goes back to, we can have, we can do our job. We can have a beautiful job and a beautiful lifestyle at the same time and an income, and we can do all the things, um, if we want to. If, if we really, if we get creative on how, again, getting creative on how you want to do it, right? So Yeah. You say that you ab abhor caddy competitiveness. <laughs> there is room for all. And because you say the word caddy, I don't think you're talking about men. <laughs> Maybe you are. Uh, but can you address this, especially as it relates to women or just in general? Caddy know, competitiveness. A whole, that's a hot topic because um, in the world, the world that uh, the creative world and lots of worlds. I mean, I'm sure it's in lots of worlds. I just, you know, at that, I probably should take that off my pod, my website because you know. But <laughs> was interesting. I, said, I well, the reason I have it there is because a lot of my retailers and my, like myself included, um, I don't understand it. It's like I don't understand a lot of things that go on in the world, whether it's like crime or whatever, I don't understand why people don't support other people, whether it's women or men, I don't understand. And it, the world that the creative world that I was um, in very immersely in, and a lot of my retailers that I was working with, again, I work with a lot of specialty retailers, independent retailers. Um, they, you know, there, there's these groups online, there's, and they're all just so harsh. <laughs> They're just yeah. harsh and they're comparing and there's always going to be those people. And I just hate that. I think that there's room for all. And personally, um, you know, we've had, I, I've literally had to rebrand an entire program because I had a program stole, stolen from me, a massive program stolen from me. Oh, wow. Um, again, like why? Like I can't wrap my head around like, okay, well, <laughs> all right, let's just do something different. And, you know, and again, not to get, you know, not to get whatever, but I think there's a lot of, um, people that you can surround yourself with. And I am not, it's not all about the income and it's not all about the growth. And there are coaches out there that teach that. I'm sure you see that as well too. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe you don't in your world as much, but um, in my world, there's a lot of, um, a lot of grow to the top, be the best, you know, and my yeah. retailers, the retailers I work with and the retailers I want to work with and that I fill my docket with and that are inside my retailers inner circle and that I surround myself with, and again, this is part of maybe my, my own, my own joy in my own creative life is that I just want to surround myself with people that are all like supportive of one another. Um, sure. and it's totally possible because there are a lot who are not. So we've, you know, um, we're just not about, um, growth at any cost. So that's mm -hmm. maybe my caddy competitiveness. I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. I honestly don't get <laughs> yeah. it. I do not understand it. It's just like I said, like, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't, un I really truly can't understand it. To me, it's a short term and it makes you look bad, but it is a, yeah. it's a thing in a lot of industries. So it sure uh, is. It sure. I am not about that. It is the last thing on my page. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, how has the transition to helping others as you do now um, fulfill your life purpose? Um, I, and I think, you know, maybe I've answered that in a, in a mm-hmm. long roundabout way. Um, I just, I feel good and I feel, I feel good. It's all about me. No, uh, I don't mean it that way. <laughs> I, I truly, those that know me know, I don't mean it that way. Uh, I hope that didn't come across that way. But what I mean is, um, as long as we feel um, fulfilled, I feel fulfilled in that um, I'm doing really good things every day and I'm seeing the people that I coach do amazing things every day. And I am lit up when I look at my, um, you know, my, my to do list today, you know, I have coaching clients today, and I'm like, excited about it. And I think that is fulfilling. I also again, back to this, you know, wheel of life, and we're really Mm -hmm. intentional about the things that are on there. So it's not just work, that's just one piece of the pie, right? So my work is one piece of the pie. Uh, I'm making you know, uh, my life's purpose, I'm not even sure I know what my life's purpose is. I don't know that I've even figured that out yet. Um, but I feel like I'm on that path of, mm. um, of being purposeful, I'm trying to be purposeful with my life. So feeling fulfilled, uh, you know, I feel good, I feel like my family's good, I feel like I'm doing good things. <laughs> so I, I think that's my life purpose. And again, mm. that might change, but I do feel I do feel um I do feel that if you're feeling good, and again, this whole piece of the pie, this whole pie puzzle that I'm talking about, you know, trying to do it all, that's my life's purpose is to make sure that, um, and that's, that's my spirit, I guess everybody's different, right? So um, my, my generous spirit, and I, you know, I know that's dorky to say, but you know, and I love, (laughs) well, I guess my generous spirit, it's not dorky. (laughs) And I mean that, I mean, I, and I, again, I'm not trying, I think hopefully the conversation you understood, I love, I I feel fulfilled because I'm being generous to other people. That's a thing that that fills Mm. me, right? So yes, there we go. So I feel that resonates. Yes, yes. Yeah, I love that. So if people want to connect with you, because I don't see why they wouldn't after being listening to this inspiring conversation, because I even feel motivated having this conversation with you today and uh, inspired and, and encouraged. And and you are very generous in many ways, including, you know, lending me your voice on this podcast. But people can go to wendybatten.com and you have a, a podcast called Creative Shop Talk. You have lots of business resources on your um, uh website page and you have your favorite biz books. I saw big magic there, which is one of my favorite um, books as well. And of course, can people can already sign up for your newly um, rejuvenated blog at frontporchlifestyle.com. Is that what it is? That's right. Yeah. Front porch lifestyle. And that's going to be something that's going to be launched soon. And so the, the website is live there right now, but it's our sort of, I call it our older version and we're just uh, doing, we're just updating. We have been we have been neglectful bloggers uh, for a long time, but that's going to be we're we're we've got a plan in place, so awesome. we're getting creative on how we do that. But that blog actually uh, that is the one that started started it all, and there's like old pictures of our dodgy old cottage there. So we're getting back into sharing all of the stuff that we used to share on that blog. But yes, we are regen- rejuvenating that as well too. So. Thank well, you. I, you know, I don't, I yeah. don't, yeah, I don't follow along on a lot of blogs and maybe I kind of missed the blogging era when it was popular. And, mm. and so, and, but now I understand what that is, you know, just like podcast or blogging. And so I don't follow a lot of bloggers, but I know I'll be following you because I, I just know that you're going to have a lot of great information and it's inspiration about life and business. So 
Um, yeah. And I, I share a lot on my Instagram post. I'm chatty, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> so I share, uh, I have two uh, Instagram posts and we'll share them with your people. But in uh, Front Porch Lifestyle, uh, at Front Porch Lifestyle, is our is our uh is my chatty one it's one where i i kind of show up a lot on that one and i do have a one i do have a wendy batten biz instagram post as well to keep that one kind of a little more businessy but um because because they said i should have that one and i shouldn't put all my but i do mix business and pleasure in the other one so you can follow along you can see our little I get our, that <laughs> our little seaside village, and uh, literally, it's uh, it's lobster season right now. I'm watching lobster boats go out, so I share oh, daily. Wow. I usually share daily lobster boat season stuff. <laughs> so follow along awesome. if you if that doesn't sound too crazy to people. Uh, but I love uh, I love com uh, having com uh, real conversations with people uh, through Instagram as well too. So there you go. That's awesome. Is there anything um, that you want to say that I haven't asked you about? or you think that's important for people to hear? No, I'm just, thank you for, it's been a pleasure um, to be here. And I appreciate your, your inviting me. It's a, it's a, it's always, again, it's always shocking. Well, why do people want to hear from me? I don't understand, <laughs> but I hope that, I hope people are inspired. I hope people like, I just, that's why I show up every day for life. <laughs> to, and yeah. maybe that is my life. I just want people to feel inspired that, you know, you are capable of doing anything that you want to do. Um, and again, Dana, thank you for having me on here. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for sharing your passion and helping other people today. I really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. So thank you. That was such a great conversation. If you loved it too, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Please go to iTunes to rate and review this podcast. And if you want to continue the conversation, connect with Soul Sister Conversations on the Facebook and Instagram pages. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Dana Lloyd Leadership, on Twitter at CoachDana underscore Lloyd, and of course on LinkedIn. See you next week.